Welcome to the Best Self Podcast. This is the show for women who are tired of feeling tired. They're sick of the to-do lists and the constant juggling of balls and spinning of plates, and they are ready to start putting themselves first again. Hello there and welcome to the Best Self Podcast. I'm back with another episode today and if you are anything like me, over the last few weeks if you have children and they are off school on summer holidays, I am going to imagine that you have heard the phrase, mom I'm bored, probably at least once (laughs) over the last couple of weeks and that kind of has inspired my podcast today because I think we all think of boredom as a really negative thing. It's a bad thing, isn't it? It's it's not a good thing to feel bored. It's not a good thing to be not doing anything. And I think in today's culture, when we are all so busy, we're used to being busy, busy and switched on all the time, it's starting to feel quite unnatural for us to have this slower pace, to feel accepting of boredom, to feel like, you know, I know some parents who almost feel like they have to fill every waking hour of their child's life. You know, they can't for a minute have them bored. And I wanted to take a little moment today to talk about that and sort of put a different spin on it. I think it's time, you know, now that we live in this digital age where, like I say, you know, you've listened, you might have listened to my podcasts before on urgency culture and feeling switched on all the time and how this really affects our mental and physical well-being. I think it's high time that this summer we normalize a slower pace, especially with our children. You know, I don't know about you, but my childhood, the summers were spent outside. And if you were bored, you got told to play outside. (laughs) And that was kind of it. You know, you played and played and you played with your toys and then you went back outside and then you came back in. And I mean, you know, you might have watched a bit of TV, but the TV was rarely on. And occasionally we might have gone, you know, for a day out, but not always. And it was often spent at the park or at a friend's house or being bored. I remember a lot of, mom, I'm bored. And like I say, I feel that it is time to normalize a slower pace, especially for our children, a childhood and an existence where you know, it's okay to just spend the day running outside barefoot, playing in the mud or playing in muck, or if you've got teenagers, just lazing about in the garden, doing nothing, not with our phones in our hands, not with the TV on, not gaming, not consuming, eating out of boredom, not shopping out of boredom. I think it's time to yeah, slow down that pace and show some acceptance around it. I think it's time to get back to the beauty of just actually being in the present moment, of just leaning into the moment, learning and laughing together and just sitting around a table talking, of just prioritizing the moment over goals or things 
or doing. I think it's time that we rise above the noise, the distractions, the busyness of this world around us that never turns off, it never sleeps. And yeah, rise above that to a place where we can just sort of feel quite peaceful and switched off. And as I'm saying this, I can hear you recoiling, (laughs) going, what? I've got too much to do. And I understand that. And I'll tell you why I understand that. We have a child, our eldest daughter, who has autism. And from a very, very young age, she always required a lot of stimulation. Her threshold when it comes to just being is really like low because her she just didn't have that creative part of her brain when she was younger where she could come up with games you know she she still has never really role played she doesn't really know how to do that um, and she's starting to get creative but it's in a way where she may mix characters from one book with the story from another and that's her being creative um, or she'll draw characters from one book, but dress them up in another character's clothes, you know, so that's her being creative. But because she lacked this sort of creative imagination when it came to play and really struggled with that for such a long time, it is on the verge, it is coming, um, but she really did struggle with that. She required and still does to a large extent require so much stimulation in the summer um, over this long period of time where you know, she doesn't have a structured day, she's out of a routine and she has just this ability to just consume information. Like she just loves to consume information, to learn it, to read it over and over and over and master it. And obviously, you know, when school is out, there's a lot of unstructured time and she can really, really struggle with that. So for us, I think for a long, long time, for a number of years, you know, being bored was something you know, I I sort of craved for, to be honest with you, because the pace that she wanted to go at as a child, it's getting easier as she's getting older and she's chilling a bit, but it was kind of too fast for me. And I was having, you know, I just felt completely overwhelmed by having to provide so much entertainment a lot of the time because I just didn't work at that pace. And I think in general, us as a people now who are attached to our phones constantly, We're used to these dopamine hits, whether it's scrolling through Instagram or Facebook and doing a like here, a like there, getting a like, getting a comment. They're really quick dopamine hits. So we avoid boredom at all costs by just kind of, you know, picking up our phones, looking on Amazon, looking on, you know, I don't know, a little game or something like that or an app or, you know, just Googling something or getting on social media or messaging somebody. We've become a society that avoids boredom at all costs. And the one thing that I'm really wanting to work on this summer is boredom, is being okay with boredom, being okay with the present moment, not having a plan, not having anything to do. Because I think it's an actually, I think it's a vital life skill. It's actually vital for your mental health. And a really important part of developing creativity. And I've read a lot around you know, neurodevelopment, um, neurodiversity and neuroscience because I want to understand it. You know, I want to be able to help to expand not only our daughter's brain in regards to her condition and the way it has begun out in a certain pattern. We have proven that you can expand 
that you can create new neural connections and, you know, expand that. It's not just a one track path that someone is on just because they have autism. You know, there are lots of possibilities there. And through that research, I'd really come across this idea of boredom and why it's super duper important and really just latched onto it for myself because I think I've got out of the habit of being okay with being bored. And when you look at the science around being bored and the studies that have been done, it's shown to actually, number one, restore your brain. You know, your brain needs that rest. It needs that ability to switch off from the doing and be in a present moment. This then leads on to giving your brain space to be more creative. So it's really important for us and our children to be bored sometimes because it stimulates this creativity and it helps you to start looking for new ways to do things because you're looking for ways to get out of the boredom, but you've almost got to create space for the boredom first. And it also allows space for reflection, you know, and that is so, so, so vital because Of course, we want our children to learn. We want, you know, and us as well, we want to be consuming information, but that all needs time to settle and bed in. And that's where boredom comes in. So today, if you are feeling guilty because your kids are bored or you are bored or you feel like you're not doing anything or you're not creating anything or you're not busy, then I want you to take comfort today in the fact that you are doing something really positive for your family, really positive for yourself. This is healthy for your brain to be bored. So just be more accepting of that. So I think we need to really, like I say, normalize boredom and a slower pace and get away from this idea of this toxic productivity that we've all kind of bought into. The idea that we need to be doing, doing, doing all the time, achieving, achieving, working on things all the time. And they're actually planning time to just be. Because in fact, we are human beings, aren't we? Not human doings. So I think that's okay. Because doing nothing isn't really doing nothing, is it? you know, assuming you're not dead, you're always doing something, even if it's just watching a butterfly fly past and land on a flower. If you're just savoring the fact that your body is just resting on the sand as you gaze up as the clouds drifting by. Psychologists actually say that savoring something like that, like, you know, the butterfly fluttering past or listening to a bird song or is is actually a learnable set of skills for being able to relish the moment and have fulfillment in your life. And I don't know about you, but that is what I want for myself. And that is what I want for my children. I don't want every waking minute of their day to be entertained, to be filled with a screen until the minute they go to bed. I want them to be able to savour simple pleasures. So when we talk about doing nothing, there's no need to feel guilty because it's not that we're doing nothing, it's just that we're maybe not doing anything productive in relation to an outcome. The problem, I think, is that productive has become 
in a way, a bit of a toxic word to some people because they've defined it in a way that doesn't always serve our best interests, in a way that is always serving getting something or being better or aiming for a goal or heading towards some sort of result or outcome instead of actually just feeling more ourselves or feeling more alive or more joyful or in the moment. Because deep, deep down, even the stuff that we're trying to get, the things we're trying to achieve, it's because deep down, we really just want to feel more alive, feel more joyful, be more in touch with ourselves. And actually, the shortcut to that is living in the moment and just being very present. There came a time a while ago and I, obviously I do these podcasts and I also enjoy writing as well. So I have a blog and I'm currently working on a book and we're really, really busy in work. And I was focusing day to day on like, you know, I've got to chip away at obviously my creative projects, as I call them, which would be my podcast, my blog, my book, and showing up on social media and communicating with people on there and engaging and learning and coming up with ideas and inspiration. But in with that, I had things I needed to get done in the day. At the end of the day, I run a business, I've got two children and everything else that, you know, us modern women have going on. And I started to find that I was sitting down and just having massive writer's block or podcaster's block. I couldn't even think of any ideas anymore. I was just really, really, really struggling with any kind of creativity. It felt like it was just getting stuck, like just nothing was free flowing. And I decided one day, you know, I'm just going to take the day off. I just felt so tired, so drained. And even though I had lots and lots to do, I thought I just need to take a day off. And I asked Simon to drop the kids um, at school and I took myself off to the gym, had a swim, had a massage and just took the entire day off just because. And even though in the back of my mind, I knew I still had to get stuff done, I knew that this rest was important to me and I just switched off and I didn't take my phone up to the spa or anything like that. I just left it in my locker and forced myself and it was uncomfortable to just sit and be. And goodness, at first it was uncomfortable. You know, you got nothing to fiddle with, nothing to do, nothing. And it's so hard. And after a while I eased into it. And then later on in the day, these ideas just started dinging in my head. This idea, that idea, this is a great idea for a podcast. Oh, I need to write that down. To the point where I had to ask the girls behind the desk in the spa, could I have a piece of paper and a pen? Because I had to just jot these ideas down while they came to me. So it's true. Boredom can actually boost creativity. Sitting and doing nothing can help you get more into creative zone. I often find as well, and I know I was speaking to an amazing, I would call her a friend of mine now, but a coach of mine. And we were chatting and I said, oh, being on holiday, it's amazing. Like a switch off, you know, I had three days where I just literally didn't do anything. I said, and then the fourth day, I had to take some time and write down all the ideas that were literally flowing over me like a tidal wave. I had that many, I had to get them onto paper in case I forgot them. And she said, oh, I'm the same every time I go on holiday. I have so many great ideas, you know. So I think there's a lot to be said for allowing us to have that time 
of doing nothing. You know, recently I was doing um, a bit of studying into ADHD as a um, condition, something that I wanted to understand more about, something that I wanted to learn about for a previous podcast that I'd done. And as I was doing a lot of research and investigating, you know, diagnosis tools and things like that, and I was looking at a diagnosis tool and one of the questions was, um, you know, do you really struggle to complete tasks that are boring or difficult? And I, I remember thinking to myself, well, yeah, doesn't everyone who actually wants to do boring, monotonous tasks? Um, and it really got me thinking because I th- Again, I remember thinking, but that's a a skill, isn't it? It's resilience, it's perseverance, it's, yeah, I know this isn't the most exciting thing to do in the world, but I've got to get through it, you know, like writing your times table out. Or I remember at school having to just rewrite and rewrite and rewrite the same sentences over and over and over and over again. That was an entire class until your handwriting looked nice or whatever it was. And it was boring. It was mind-numbingly boring but clearly there was a greater skill taking part there. I know that from working with and raising our daughter, who does like a lot of stimulation, likes to go to new places, likes new things, you know, visually likes new books and all that stuff. It is going to be a skill for her to learn to cope with, we call them less preferred activities, which are essentially things that bore her, like school. (laughs) She has to learn to be okay with those things because life isn't just one long party. Boredom is, you know, something almost that we have to adjust to and be more accepting of. And this isn't about lowering your standards and being okay with being a boring life. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being okay without the dopamine hits. And I think that is crucial in a time that we're living where we are being bombarded with just easy dopamine hits all the time, every time we, th- we scroll through our phone. At the end of the day, too much busyness and overactive diary, you know, just too much stimulation is not good for us. Effectiveness does not equal busyness. And effectiveness comes from balance between, you know, really well-spent, productive, fulfilling time and periods of rest and restoration, and maybe a bit of boredom. You know, a day spent forcing yourself through trifling tasks, or when you feel like you're butting your head against a brick wall, you know, it may feel like you've earned something at the end of the day, but really, is that helping you? Is it is it good for wellness? I think a lot of the time, our busyness is distraction from boredom. It's our avoidance of boredom because when you're bored, you have to finally confront your own thoughts, your own feelings, your boredom. Everything comes to the surface. And I think that is so important for processing, processing your emotions, your thoughts, consolidating knowledge, consolidating the things that you were learning. You can't do that when you're busy all the time because your brain is distracted by that. You know, since the Industrial Revolution, really, we've been treating humans like machines and it's not getting any better. You know, now we're kind of being told, aren't we? We're competing with artificial intelligence. At least in the past, machine was a machine. Now we're being told that 
the new age robots can take our jobs. So we're, I think there's this feeling that we need to be productive all the time to prove ourselves. We have to keep going for longer. We can do more. We can do it quicker. But when you read scientific studies by neuroscientists, they're increasingly finding that brains need downtime. You know, you know yourself, if you've ever had a period where you can't sleep, you know, sometimes it's hard to function. It's not just about recharging your batteries, you know, switching off your brain. It's also really related with consolidating memories, reinforcing learning, strengthening the neural pathways, the new neural pathways that you're creating. And as adults, we should really be paying attention to that. But not only that, we should really be encouraging our children to do that. So especially for our daughter, who does have autism, who we are working on building new neural pathways all the time that are more positive and reinforcing those and, you know, helping to consolidate memories so that she can talk easier and remember language and words. These periods of doing nothing are an essential part of her therapy. And I really want to build on that this summer. You know, no one can be on full throttle all the time. There has to be a period of rest. And that includes for your brain. But these days, it's so hard to allow your brain space to just switch off that I think we've got to be so much more intentional about that. Resisting the urge to be busy, to be doing something, whether it's scrolling, whether it's playing a little game on your phone, looking at Amazon, looking at pictures, looking at social media, messaging someone. It's so hard now because our phones are always on us. It's the quickest dopamine fix ever. It's just literally right there with us all the time. It's such an easy fix. So I think going into this, you've got to expect doing nothing might not be easy. You know, it sounds ironic, doesn't it? But being bored may be difficult. Creating space to be bored, do nothing, be present just in the moment, have a minute, may not be easy. Not to mention that I think these days, again, I talk about toxic productivity, but it's this idea that busyness equals good person. Busyness equals someone who is successful. Whereas someone who's just watching the clouds float by is lazy, is a dreamer, is someone who will never achieve anything. We've got to get rid of that idea because it's rubbish. Actually, our power lies in our ability to withhold our attention from that phone, to withhold our attention from the emails, the messages, social media, the little games, the things that give us those quick dopamine hits. Our willpower and discipline around that actually is the win here. The challenge is that everything around us all day is battling for our attention. The skill here is staying present despite that, in spite of that. Learning to do nothing can help you retake control over your focus, over your attention, over your brain. And a great tip. And a great start to this is to schedule that in. If an hour feels like way too much, completely overwhelming to do nothing for an hour, you don't even know where to begin, just schedule five minutes to literally, I don't know, go outside, sit in nature, go out, stand barefoot and just breathe. But schedule five minutes, get the stopwatch going on your phone, set an alarm and just start with five. 
and build on that. And this is what I'm going to be working on this summer with myself, more mindfulness and also encouraging my children. So when my kids say, mom, I'm bored, I can tell them why boredom is an absolutely essential part of personal growth. I hope you've enjoyed this slower pace, reflective podcast today. I've really enjoyed recording it actually and reminding myself that we don't have to be busy all the time. We don't have to be productive all the time. We are in fact human beings, not doings. You've been listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I'm your host, Nicola Fulstow. Catch me every Monday for your daily dose of bite-sized inspiration. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Self Podcast today. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, be sure to subscribe and you would also massively be helping a girl out if you would rate and review the podcast today. I would love to know what you thought. Be sure to follow us on social media at The Best Self Project and I will catch you on the next episode. Thanks for listening.